Welcome, folks, to another episode of A Midnight Salad, your weekly variety entertainment talk show where us best buds gather around to chat about what we've been enjoying this week. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me this week is Donald. Howdy, howdy. Gabe. Hello there. And there's an empty camera where a Logan lives. Hi there. I'm currently changing my pants. Holy shit, a disembodied voice. Oh! Yeah, no. It's been a bit, guys. It is. Um, I don't know. Is it too early for Halloween? I've been seeing a lot of... If I hear Christmas music, fuck yes. Dude, I used to actually, last week, started singing Jingle Bells in my head, and I wanted to bash my head against the wall. It was bad. Um, I also wanted to bash your head against the wall. (laughs) It's been a moment. It's been a few weeks. Today is the wonderful, wonderful God-given gift of Daylight Savings. And I didn't sleep. How about you guys? I got about four hours. Nice. Yep. I didn't get nearly as much sleep as I wanted, mostly because daylight savings, and then coupled with the fact that some idiot decided to have a birthday that I had to attend a Zoom meeting at 830. <laughs> that idiot happened to my dad. Love, love him dearly, salt of the earth. <laughs> but why'd he have to have it today? Why couldn't it be like on a weekday? Yeah, well, that's so be on a Sunday. <laughs> Logan, how about you? How have you been? How's your day? It was a really good day. Stayed up really late with you. Played on the Series X on a giant TV. Got to get a dub on Fortnite. Been having a very good day so far. Awesome. Nice. Well, guys, three weeks, I think it's been, since we've sat here and chatted. So we are probably going to go long today, just as a warning to all of our viewers. Um, let's go into a weekly check-in. Let's go through it. Donald. Yeah. How, how was your week's lead check-in? Oh, it's been... It's been a conundrum. I... Had a lot of... So a few weeks ago, I met a guy when I was playing disc golf. And he lives Gabriel? in Corvallis. Oh. <laughs> yes. But we, we decided, not we decided, we hung out. He's kind of chill. And so we go out. He's been, hey, do you want to play this course? Yeah. Usually I only go once a week, but I've been going like two or three times a week. And it's actually kind of fun. It's, it's not going to last because baseball season's starting up, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. I uh, thought, so last week I was... In my Zoom call, I'm getting ready for the meeting, getting my slides set up because I decided to wait till way too late to get those started. I messaged a trainer. I'm like, how much time do you have? Because we have two hours, and I'm hoping on beyond hope that he's going to say like half an hour. Mm-hmm. He just replies back, seven minutes. Fuck. All right, I'll budget 20. He's like, we have like seven days to prepare, so it's okay. I'm like... So I checked my email that I sent out. Sure enough, meeting was next week, meeting today. Cool. When just went ahead and played video games after that. Uh, fast forward to the meeting today. We expected like twenty or thirty people. Six people showed up. So like, solid. That's like half. Just about math. Wasn't that bad. It's kind of fun. Just kind of hung out with some people I haven't talked to in a while, and apparently we're going to hit up 
either the Peacock or the China Delight or another bar. Um, apparently now that we can dine in, I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Then to finish it off, I made a financial investment the other day. Oh, tell me about it. So I'm not usually one to invest in things, but I got a friend a disc the other day, a while ago, for his for his birthday in last December. I got it for 30 bucks. It's not terrible. Discs are usually 20. And then everyone was like, oh, hey, do you want to, can I buy that off you? Can I buy that off you? To him, he's like, no. I'm like, why can't they just get one themselves? I'm like, dude, it's like 120 bucks. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm just browsing our group chat, and apparently they're releasing the 2021 tour series, which is a limited edition run. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to flip some of these. So I went in. I didn't tell my friend this because I was going to get hit. I was going to get four, give him one, and hold on to the next three to sell at a huge markup. Mm-hmm. So I had the day off. Well, I didn't have the day off. I got home fairly early because they were going to open at 11. Website crashed. Shit. Reload, reload. They had sold out in half an hour. I got four. So I'm like, whew. I didn't know the disc market was this The boom. Yeah. Yeah. So I got four of them. And everyone's like, oh, man, I wish I got one. I wish I got one. My friend didn't make it. But he's like, nah, I was planning on getting it next week when the actual stores get it anyway. I'm like, okay. Still not going to tell him because I'm a fan of surprises like that. Mm-hmm. And then he <laughs> sends me a picture with his disc that he got. And I'm like, well, I'm going to flip these and hopefully I can get about 300 for them. That'd be great. I'll take 240 with an initial investment of 60. So that's six times profit. Yeah. So those are my disc golf stonks that nice. I'm waiting to uh, cash in on since I missed the GME one. That's fair. Speaking of that, which kind of sums up my week my amc stock <laughs> gabriel how have you been sure you want me to go it's gonna be a long one yeah no of course alphabetical order doesn't matter how okay. long it takes there we go so started off well, i mean not this week but started off my journey heading up to albany to yeah, get some did. to get some mentoring done with a guy named Brandon. He is a coder at a women's clinic. Guest so host I, on episode two of Midnight Salad. There we go. I could have just said that. <laughs> um, so drove up on Tuesday. Spent the day just hanging out with Kyle. Did some stuff. And then Wednesday, he works from home. So I just sat with him for about five, six hours. Got my mentoring done. Forgot to get his contact info, so I'll have to do that over spring break. And then on Did you third, find the content interesting? The content itself, yeah. But with COVID pretty much closing a lot of places down, he's practically sitting down for 18 hours a day. And I don't want to have to do that. I, I feel like I would go crazy. 
it's something that you want you want to learn coding, but you also want to be a part of a team. You want to move and have interactions with people. Yeah. So I'm leaning more towards like a software engineer, just making computer parts and stuff. Programs, like not parts. The physical parts or the software parts? That's right. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> but uh, on Thursday, we went to a sushi place called Momiji's. And I don't remember what you guys got. I think Donald tried an eel roll. So I tried one of those. Didn't really taste like eel. Whether I know what eel tastes like, don't know. The sushi kind of drowned it out. But on my way driving back down, I had to get gas. And the gas station is right next to Momiji's. So I stopped by there just to pick stuff up to leave. And I got something called takoyaki which are these little, probably about, I don't want to do the sign. Okay, no, about that, I don't know where my camera, about that big. So like this big? Yeah. Has the meatballs? A yeah. little smaller. About cream puff size? Yeah, cream puffs. But uh, it's just Donut a little. Holes. Okay, I know, I know those. <laughs> I, I, saw your, I saw your brain pondering that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's a cream puff. Google cream puff. <laughs> 18 plus, yes. They're like little dough balls that on the inside, there's some squid and some sauces. Now, the ones I got on Thursday were quite spicy. You got these more than once. Yes. When I came back up last weekend, or last week, I got them again and Kyle tried them. There was no spice whatsoever on them. No, really good. So I was so confused, but I accepted it. I mean, they were good both ways. But while I was up there, I went and got dinner with our good friend Donald. <laughs> the one and only. The one yeah. and only. That was an experience. Uh, the first that was night. A fun night. The first night we went to a play or a bar called the Peacock. That's the only place I ever use bars if I can help it. I think I got like a bacon burger or something because their breakfast wasn't serving. I was going to try their uh, French toast, but wasn't there. And then Donald got a got an order of deep fried Oreos. Which weren't as bad as I was expecting. They were actually palatable. What do you mean? Those were delicious. Okay, okay. Hold your food thoughts now. I, I let it go with the squid balls, but you can wait until the what we've been eating section if you're going to shit talk deep fried Oreos. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I'll just save the other time we went out. I also... Um, but I think it was the next day we went out disc golfing. So that was my first experience disc golfing. Now, being a person who works at a golf course, how similar was it? Not at all. I mean, the layout, sure. You 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 got a thing. You gotta go to the gotta go to the goal. But, but the ball's a lot flatter. <laughs> yeah, and a lot bigger. But it doesn't go into the ground. It's fucking bizarre. Hey, Actually, hey it does. It does. What were they? Tombstones called tombstones hmm. yeah it's when it just 
sticks at like a 90 degree angle or a something degree angle and just half of it's in the ground. Okay. I got uh, one of those. What I meant was you don't score by it going into a hole in the ground. It's usually no. a basket, right? Yeah, it's a standing post that holds a basket. And in the basket are chains, so it doesn't just go straight through it. Mm -hmm. But unlucky me, I rimmed the basket a good four or five times that one round. Felt pretty bad. You tossed that salad? Yep. But uh, I didn't do as bad as I thought I would have. I did pretty bad, but not as bad as I thought I would have. I think my highest par was like a seven. Or not par, but strokes. With all fairness, you you played a little baseball growing up, but you're not really a sports person. And so your form was a little off, but I just feel like you didn't commit to some throws. You're like, you were a little self-conscious when you're throwing, so you didn't commit to them. Yeah, okay. Understandable. I could see that. Yep. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, no, I that was pretty much it. I mean, on my way back down, I had a uh, a guy tailing my ass, and then I had a semi in front of me. So I couldn't just, like, slam on my brakes, or it would have been my fault. But I, I, got a, I got a rock thrown up, and now I have a cracked windshield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, uh, we quoted it. It's not going to be too much to fix. Uh, since it hasn't spread anymore, I'm probably going to wait a few months, but I will get it just replaced. Oh, How much is it yeah. going to be? I think the one place we quoted it was like 250 or a max of 300 hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that's not bad, but I really have no sense of scale for this kind of thing. Uh, my coworker's Benz to replace his truck windshield. I think he said it was like four fifty to four hundred. So See, I mean, I'll take it. With my Jeep and insurance, when my windshield cracked, mine was zero dollars. So I think it was because I don't, I don't have know. full coverage. That okay, that'd be it. I have because full coverage. Just, yeah, just my basic coverage is almost as much as Dad's full coverage. So oh Jesus, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep, you're a young white man. Is that because you're young white boy. Young young white individual. Yep. yep. But that was pretty much it. Can't say I did much else. Alrighty. Well now that K goes before L, I'm going to insert a story that Gabe forgot to tell because I fucking love it. So I was I was hoping if this is the same story I'm thinking of, I was hoping. Um I'm not sure if it is. But Gabe got pulled over. Yep, it absolutely is. Um, so the past I couple weeks... I admitted that for a reason, you dickhead. The past couple weeks, I have been going through some things, and so I am trying to better myself. And one of those things is I'm trying to stop smoking. I have smoked pot for almost every day of the past four years, and have used it as a crutch very heavily. So, to be able to stop, I gave Gabe all my paraphernalia. Every smoking like utensil, bombs. every rolling paper, every roller, battery, it, it, crumb of weed, anything. Put it into a box, duct taped it, put it in his trunk, called it good. A homie decides to drive 10 miles an hour over the speed limit going down a hill 
and gets pulled over. <laughs> and I get a phone call at work. And Gabe knows I'm at work, so I thought he was dying. And he calls me almost crying, laughing, like, I almost shit my pants. I was ready to just yell out, I do not consent to searches. <laughs> yeah, no, and, I, I had it ready. They, uh, we have a war. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Gabe, for taking your addict brother's stuff away. That story is hilarious and will live on forever. Can I add, I'm lucky I met a young cool officer because our sister Casey got a ticket for going seven miles over the speed limit. So fuck. I got a ticket for going 11. Yeah, okay. I was going yeah. one mile under you, man. <laughs> um, but besides that... Whereabouts was it, out of curiosity? Like 30 miles out of Grant's Pass. North? So between, yeah, between Grant's Pass and... Roseburg. Roseburg, that's gotcha. it. It makes sense. Right there on that hill. Yeah. But I yeah. just got a warning, so I mean I'll take it. Yeah, that's good. Um, but besides that, because that was that that was just this past weekend, basically. Let's go back in time. Uh, I got my second vaccine shot a few weeks ago. That was something I am very blessed to have happened i'm very happy that i have it i hope everybody will be able to get there soon and everything especially with there kind of being a glimmer of hope after all of this shittiness uh so that was awesome didn't really have any bad side effects like the first one uh except my arm was just super sore for an entire day and i mean like super hannah rolled over and touched it and i wanted to scream that's how much it hurt um gabe showed up and hung out Quitting smoking, or talk about that. So I do have a question about that. Mm -hmm. That was almost eight days ago, right? For what? The trying to stop smoking. Thursday. Or specifically, you gave him all of your paraphernalia. Yes, I gave him all of that on this past Thursday. Cool. How has it been? How have you been feeling? How how I know it's kind of hard with everything that's been going on, but how has that been going? I hate it. Okay. I didn't realize how much I used it to try and block out running thoughts because my mind just runs consistently. And so I would always smoke to calm down like two of those thoughts to where I only had one at a time. Okay. Um, I would nap all the time, and so now I find myself with more free time, but that's more free time that I'm not used to, so I'm just stuck alone with myself with it. And so that was, that's kind of hard, trying to re-find hobbies and stuff that I want to do to be able to feel that new time that I have from not sleeping. Um, and then last night was the, the one night that I've missed it missed it because i just i still haven't slept i haven't slept since 10 a.m yesterday but besides that i feel i feel good i have told a lot of people it and i find it easier for me to hold myself accountable when i have a lot of people know because if i disappoint myself then i just get disappointed myself and take it out on myself but i never want to disappoint others and so just having that kind of 
thing. But yeah, thank you for asking. It's been yeah, it's been I, hard. That, that stuff kind of is is always interesting to me. As I don't want to say as someone who doesn't get addicted to things or <clears throat> anything like that, because I have my own vices. But I just it's interesting to see how people stop handle it and stuff. Yeah. So I'll probably be using this as like a checkup every week and stuff like that too. So if I go through mood swings, I apologize, gentlemen. I am just changing a lot of different aspects. Like going to the gym and trying to eat healthier. I threw away a lot of old groceries today and I bought a couple packs of LaCroix and AHA and I bought some Quaker uh, rice chips and stuff like that to munch on and some popcorn, some butterfree popcorn. And yeah, yeah, I've been start doing that. Um, my goal for the smoking thing is 90 days. Same with biting my fingernails. I'm going to, I haven't bitten them in a week, but I am starting this count with everything on Friday. So it's really only been three days. Well, in my mind. Days? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, no, I know, but will oh. that give you time with Casey's birthday? Nope. Okay. Yep, and I I told her that unfortunately I will not be able to partake with her on her 21st, but I will be her DD and everything. There we go. We need yep. those people. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he stole my drink. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then the other big thing, I don't think I had this at the time, the last time we recorded... But I got a PS5. That big tower thing has showed up. And in the past couple weeks, both Gabe and Donald have been able to play with it and have felt the controller and the craziness that I have. And I really enjoy the console. I will talk about it more in what we've been playing, but it's neat. I, it's very neat. And that's all that I've got going on. Logan. Tell me about this Asian market adventure. Oh, the Asian market adventure. This is a two-in-one adventure to two places I had never been before in the same day. I was going grocery shopping with my mother so we could attempt to make stir-fry later that night. So we wanted to go get some authentic ingredients down at the local uh, Asian market and uh, some other ones that were a little more expensive that we just need cheaper over at Winco. And there's a lot of crackheads in that part of town. Going through the store and outside of it, I think in total on the trip we saw five. Not a ton, but when you're like only out walking around for like 30 minutes, it's weird to notice. Mm -hmm. A lot of them weren't bugging anything. I think like three of them were just kind of chilling out on the sidewalk. One of them was tweaking behind us talking. It was complete gibberish. Couldn't it was like between English, gibberish, and another language. And they were like following us. And my mom would keep like checking back to see if they were getting closer. And yeah, they weren't. They were totally just like in their own world doing something over there. And the fifth and final one we met was inside the local Asian market when we were picking out some random stuff. Uh we were not rude to this one because he also seemed like he was a vet who had some uh mental issues. 
But he came up to us ecstatic about a sesame seed seasoning that if you put it on anything, it will make that shit slap. He said he has been around the world and he knows his seasonings and that this is one of the best you could buy. I feel like he was a salesman in disguise trying to get us to pick this up in the store, but like very kindly because we didn't want to like really get involved with this man. We were just like, okay, yeah, thanks. We'll, we'll grab one and just took it with us. Now I have a bunch of sesame seeds mixed nice. in a bottle in the kitchen. <laughs> have you so, tried yeah. it yet? Oh, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but... I need to, that the uh, results yes no of work. that stir fry. Okay. Yes, I did try it. Nice. I'm super excited. Um, but besides that adventure to the local part of town, the crackies hang out at. You did a bad thing. I did. But we all need to scold you for things. right now. Yeah. You go ahead and yeah. scold me for it because I've already realized it cost my soul and I feel no shame for it. I decided to spend an extra $150 on StockX to get me a Series X early. And my dad was willing to put in 200 So realistically, I saved like 50 bucks, something like that. But. You spent 150 uh, extra. You didn't save fifty dollars. No, you just got him a hundred and fifty. That's his. How my much time did this save? I missed six restocks in a row to the point where I already had a Series X in my checkout. So I don't truly know when I would have won the lottery to got one myself. But to my knowledge, everything I've been reading says they won't have stock to give out to people like likely until july to keep up with the demand so i personally think the time saved is awesome the graphics are fantastic it runs everything twice as fast and with the final thing i did that i am much happier uh, it just looks fantastic we got a 75 inch tv for the living room to accompany our xbox series x and it has 4k me and my father. These okay. this is yeah, this is how it went down. So this is a split purchase, this TV. Yes. So the well, TV stays at the home? That yeah. was my next question. It was split okay. between he assisted with yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my question when you point put it in a group chat. It was like Logan, you're gonna be uh possibly moving Four out of your man. house. Uh your TV is gonna be bigger than your bed. <laughs> Hey, we yep. had this conversation. You could absolutely <laughs> sleep in that box. Oh, yeah. We had this but... whole conversation. Not <laughs> Logan, but Kyle and I had this whole conversation. Years ago. Years ago. We're fully setting up and testing out everything. I think this is one of the most worth it purchases I've done. I know making a PC was fantastic and getting all the access to internet and gaming and programs and software for this computer but something about just having a massive like movie screen uh movie theater like screen to look at and watch movies and play games on an xbox that just looks awesome it's just like any gaming kids dreams it's the best couch co-op option i think there is right now unless you were to go ps5 but i hold too much bias for xbox do you have video games what was that does your dad, just two questions. Does your dad play video games? Yes. So if and or when you move, who gets a Series X? Me. 
I'll believe that. I paid <laughs> way more majority than he did. Gotcha. He did. Paid. He did pitch in. You but... paid four fifty. Yeah, and yeah. then I pitched in for the extra on the TV, which I think was an even deal. Well, question at the end of the day, did you spend more than $50 on that TV? Yeah, twice that. Okay, yeah, that Xbox is yours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I see I see where you're going with that, Kyle. Okay. Gabe, you had a question? Yeah, do you know if it's a UHD HDR town? Question mark? The TV? I don't know what that means. I <laughs> sent a picture of the box. I'm pretty sure it advertises the it there. What does that mean? I feel like that was a question that he heard once from Kyle, maybe specifically, and that he had to ask because... Because now that he, he knows the once. difference of the technology and stuff like that, he wants to know if you do. Yeah. I don't. Whatever it is. Okay. All good. We can yeah. talk about it all later and shit like that. It's nerdy and tech. I love it. Different oh, HDMI yeah. standards. Um, only things I know about the HDMI, I really was wanting to get a TV that I know the Hertz on it could actually hold up to 120 for gaming. Point one. But I the price difference that yeah. happens is I ridiculous. I know. It's not worth hey. it. This OLED right next to me knows. <laughs> We looked at it and we just kind of compared it and for the size and price difference I was willing to put up with 60 as a max and I kind of thought about it it's going to be all my fun like adventure just mess around games like on there I play most of my competitive first person battle royales on the computer so it, it makes you feel standards. any better I even with the PS5 and the Series X both of them are limited to only 60 frames a second because I have them running through my capture card if that makes you feel any better. Honestly, though, I couldn't really tell the difference. It feels very similar. I feel like if it was like one of those things where I had a TV side by side, then maybe you'd notice a difference. But without looking at that difference and just looking at the quality of 4K and how everything shows up, I think this was the most valuable purchase out of all the options over that store. Nice. Congrats. I'm happy for you. Oh, yeah. Having new electronics is always just fun. Definitely. Especially a big screen, too, dude. Movies, I'm excited for you. Oh, always yeah. Pray. All right. Well, now that we've caught up, video games. Video games, video games, video games. Donald, tell me what yeah. your joysticks have been twisting on. So, I'm still continuing my limited game per thing. This mm -hmm. isn't a Eternity thing. It's just one I'd continue to play. And this iteration was Alice Madness Returns. This game came out in 2011. It holds up. I think it holds up very well. The writing is very well done. The script for Alice is awesome. The way her lines, I'm following and love this game all over again. The animation style is still very good. It circles to me look like circles, as as weird as that is. But to me, in dated game, especially like PlayStation Two or maybe early, you'll start to see a lot. I guess more polygony, more edges. Whereas this just looks more smooth. Obviously, it doesn't look realistic, but it's a stylized art style. Mm -hmm. Gameplay 
I vaguely remember the story, and so it's kind of good to remember certain points. But the it's essentially a linear hack and slash platformer. I hate parkour. I hate platformers in all games ever. This one just feels really smooth. Despite its age, it feels well. The animations float together well. I Nothing feels clunky. I know the first one absolutely was clunky, and I absolutely just gritted my teeth through it because I enjoyed the story. This one feels a lot more polished. Even on the hardest difficulty, it doesn't seem unfair. I'm, I think there's seven or eight acts, and I'm two acts in. My goal is to do one act a week. And I'm just absolutely enjoying it. Nice. Second game I just started playing was a game I have been wanting to play for a very long time. I love sports games, and I love arcade-style sports games. So like NHL Hits, um, The Bigs, uh, NBA Jam, Hydro Thunder, stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Game I'm starting to play is Split Second. Kind of it's a racing game, but you can trigger environmental hazards to crash your opponents, destroy your opponents, stuff like that. And I have only played probably half an hour into it, and I'm I'm really enjoying it, but the cars just feel really brick. It feels like I'm driving a brick. There's not a lot of fine movement. I really have to crank things. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm actually driving, but really have to crank things. Drift is very stiff. I don't know if this is going to change as I get more and I'll get unlock or upgrade cars. I don't think there is an upgrade function, which I appreciate. But we'll see how it works later. But I'm kind of pretty enjoying it right now. I have a comment about that game. Yeah. So, some years back, we had a white Xbox 360. And one night, we were, me, my sister, and my dad were playing Split Second. We were like, oh, we'll leave the Xbox up here with Split Second inside of it. That exact same night, we get robbed. Yeah, we did. They steal the 360 and my copy of Split Second. And a few get guns and stuff, but we don't need to talk about that. I like the game overall, though. Do you know who made the game? I believe that's a Disney Interactive joint. It is. I know it's Disney something, because I saw the splash screen. I'm like, this car is now my favorite Disney princess. (laughs) But I am actually kind of looping back into what we've been doing this week. Uh, I'm playing it courtesy of Gabe. Gabe set his my Xbox to his home, and so I so we can kind of play zombies together. Mm-hmm. We can kind of be getting into that a little here and there. But I've been kind of looking in there. I'm wanting to go through Nair Automata. That's a game I watched a Let's Play of, mm-hmm. and I would love to go back and actually play it. But I, that's a game I have to invest time in. Mm-hmm. But I was looking, and I'm like, split second. I have an hour before my my baseball meeting. It'll take me a little bit of time, so I just installed it and played a little bit, and I'm absolutely loving it. Awesome. That's all I've been playing, but I would like to also come back to a comment Logan just made about why he plays Xbox over why he plays, he, he said, competitive games on PC. 
and very, very much the same. On my Twitch channel, I have my bio and things I do. <clears throat> to me, Xbox is for my open world RPGs, my RPGs, my kind of single player. I want to enjoy it, kind of lay back and just enjoy it. My community, kind of first community, my multiplayer kind of companion playing with people stuff, I feel like that's very much my PC side. So I just feel like it works so well with that. And then my Switch is just my shitty JRPGs. And I totally get having each entity serving their own role and purpose. And I, I thought that was kind of cool that you mentioned that. I've, to kind of hop in on that, I've always kind of used... Um, I've kind of always had all the consoles as time has gone by from each generation. So like I had the 360, the Wii, and the PS3. I had the PS4, the Xbox One, the Switch, and the Wii U, stuff like that. Um, Sony's always been like my exclusive machine. Just always has like my single player deep stories and stuff and that's just what i've always used playstation for and then multiplayer has always been xbox i'll always get call of duty on that and i don't know why i think it's just that's where i started but yeah i have that same distinction of certain things i'm gonna make never had all the consoles i've never owned a playstation i for all intents and purposes i've never really had got the original xbox really late in the cycle I got a 360 fairly late in the cycle. I say fairly, it's probably 2006, and it came out in 05. But I grew up alone, didn't really ever play. Well, I had two sisters, but I didn't really play with anyone else. I never played on the PC, so it was just Xbox, one hour a day, two, three days a week. So I never was really a huge gamer until I moved to college, and I'm like, oh my god! So that's just why I was in association. Mm-hmm. I'm going to comment on your Wii. I know it was yours, but fuck you for selling it. I love Zelda. That's fair. You sold it like as soon as I got into playing Zelda, and I was I... so bad. What was it? I saved my money from the Canadian family reunion we had when we went up to Alberta. And I saved all my money, and I was going to get a 360. That's what I really wanted. But everywhere was sold out even like circuit city and stuff and i was like okay well then i guess i'll get a wii and walmart had just gotten like three in and so i had uncle gerard drive us straight there i picked it up and i grabbed a copy of twilight princess and a copy of splinter cell double agent i just remember using the freaking what are they uh yeah the nunchuck just to ride the horse man that was so fun back then. I got a very vivid memory of uh, being uh, in elementary school and coming home one day to play on the Wii with my grandma. And we were playing Wii Sports Baseball. And I was standing. I didn't realize she was a left-handed swinger. So I stood to her left and got clocked in the jaw so hard that I hit the floor and like bonked my head off the, the carpet. <laughs> And I cried so loud. I felt terrible because I love playing games with my grandma, but she felt so bad that she like absolutely refused to ever touch a video game again because of it. Oh, very sad. No more Wii baseball. I'm still waiting for the Switch Sports remake because right, Wii Something Sports S uh, Resort 
slaps. That was the only thing we ever played when we, when I had a big boy job and got my sister a Switch. Not Switch. Um, a, Wii. a Wii. And then just, that's all we played. Nice. That and Smash. But mostly yeah. Wii Sports because we were all sports people. I think the that's only, cool. like, uh, moving thing I ever played was... What was it on the Xbox 360? Kyle let us play Connectimals and Connect Adventures. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Anyways, okay. moving on. Gabriel, what video games have you been playing? So, Donald went a little over it, but I. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Donald skimmed over it, but I have recently been getting into Black Ops 2 Zombies. Because okay. I was, we, uh, when I was up there in Albany, we played a little Black Ops 1 Zombies. And I was just like, man, I love zombies. And it, it had been so long. And Donald, as the achievement hunter he is, first time we load in, he just looks at the achievements. He's like, okay, Gabe, this, 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 and this. Let's do this. So I think the first game we played, we got like six achievements done on Buried. I got six achievements. Nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I helped somewhat. No. I, the reason was, uh, Gabe, why didn't you get those achievements that you didn't have previously? Oh, fucking bullshit. Okay, so a long time ago in a Black Ops 2 lobby, I don't know what the hacker did, but I think he just like set one of my achievements to either zero or to max. So on 360... Microsoft was just like, you can no longer earn achievements. So <laughs> I'm going That's through. That's a thing? Yeah, I can't earn any achievements on my 360. Can I say a dirty secret that I was going to take to the grave? Sure. So I... <laughs> no. I had an issue where one of my 360s died. And one thing I hate doing... I've talked about this before is if I'm really far in a game and just lose all my, my progress, I'm like, fuck, I'll, I'll cheat. I don't care. I will cheat to get myself back to that level. Virtua tennis three, really obscure game. I'm like, I put a lot of time in that. I really enjoyed it because it was a tennis game. Save file got corrupted, so I'm like, I'm just going to save hack. So I looked up a, a save online. It got me about to where I wanted, except for one thing. I never play multiplayer on Xbox. I very rarely play multiplayer. This one had multiplayer. So when I saved it and loaded up my Xbox, I got all the multiplayer achievements. Except I was offline. So Gabe got fucked. Meanwhile, I can still get achievements. Fuck you. <laughs> that hurts. Okay. That's funny. Um, another game that I'll just touch on since another person has more in-depth. When I was up with Kyle, we started Demon Souls. Yeah, we did. 
Kyle being the god of parry, you know, just went around parrying every attack, killing them in one hit. I couldn't parry a single attack. I felt so defeated. Game played just every time. Like before? What's up? Have you played many Soul-like befores? Yeah, no, I completely played through one and all the DLC of one. But fucking, fucking, it was bullshit because I wasn't used to the PS5 controller. I was just like, bam, bam. I just couldn't get the timing down. And then while we were up there, we also played a game called Sackboy's Big Adventure. I also won't get much into that because he probably wants to. But that was very fun. I, I gotta say, as a person who always watched people play Little Big Planet two and three, I enjoyed playing Sackboy's Sackboy's Big Adventure. It's nice too because it's not the creative burden that the Little Big Planet games are, and where they kind yeah. of just throw a bunch of tools at you and are like, "Hey, make anything." This game is just it's that world and those characters, but it's Mario. It's collect all of the balls and get to the end of the level. That's all it is. Yeah. And, uh, oh, while we were up there, we also played the... Uh, you played demo. Oh, I played the demo for Resident Evil The Village. And Fuck, dude. It was... It was interesting, first of all. I think you start off... It doesn't tell you specifically... But upon remembering what we read, I think we were one of the maids of the household that they wanted to, I think they wanted to consume. Have you, have you, are you guys familiar with the movie Blade? Which one? Any of them. I, so I think it's number one, but now that I think about it, it may be number two. But the idea, no, that was three. Blade Trinity. Okay. The, the idea of a blood bank. Them stealing homeless okay. people, keeping them alive to harvest blood. That is kind of what th- these people are doing to you. Yeah, they but, have you work. But with medieval torture devices. Ooh, like bloodletting? Bloodletting, and there was, what, we found a collectible game that was like, hey, drink this serum and it keeps them alive and they don't feel the pain. Or something like so. that. Like, yeah, and they also had a note that specifically said for, like, for cattle or something. And I was like, okay, I guess this is a ranch. I totally forgot about the dungeon, man. I just spaced mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, the entire torture dungeon that you start in? Yeah. And then you break out and you actually get into the mansion of a, what I assume are the main antagonists of a game, which are the vampires. Yeah. Have so... you ever played Resident Evil, either of you? Like, any of the previous iterations? Yes. Four, five, a quarter of six, seven, and half of two. I think I played four, five, and six, but it was mostly five because I could split screen with Casey. But, uh, but yeah, that game was interesting. I won't talk about it too much. You played seven, right, Gabe? Some of it? Is that the one where they're in the... Or is that Outbreak? That's Outbreak. Resident Evil 7 is the first person where you're in the house. I thought you had it in VR. I didn't play Outbreak. No, we got a... What was it? Um, A clown game. I forgot what it's called. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I, um, I but uh, wait, no, me, me, I still have games. Okay, sorry. I was gonna say I still it's a uh, talking stick, please. This is kind of it's kind of neat that Resident Evil Eight is actually a direct sequel to Seven. Oh, I didn't know that. You play as the same character. Okay. Yeah, now I think I need to play Outbreak. But, um... Biohazard. Okay. Sorry, it's gonna drive me crazy. Oh, Biohazard, that's it. <laughs> uh, I've also played a little Fortnite. Not much, but I want to get back into it before the new season. Just to up my Battle Pass level as much as I can. Got tonight and tomorrow. Okay, okay. And then Donald and I have still been playing a lot of Apex. And they have a new event where they gave Caustic a POI or point of interest. Point of interest. And it I know replaced, you've mentioned it before, but at this point I'm just going to do it as a joke. It replaced water treatment. If you remember that is on Kings Canyon. And mm -hmm. now it's called Caustic Treatment. Okay. It's a building where they have, I don't know if they're guaranteed to be gold, but when we went there, it was a lot of gold loot in cages that you had to find a interactive thing to retract the uh, gas to actually be able to open them. Excuse me. And then there's a mode. I forgot what it's called, but at the start Declare. of the season, maybe. At the start of the season, you learned that Fuse had a partner, or like, yeah, a partner in crime called Maggie. And when Fuse uh, went to the Apex games, she tried to sabotage it and stuff. In this new mode, she like took control of the ring, and she's now your announcer. So there are ring flares that can spawn throughout the, wherever the circle is. And it's just pretty much a ring inside of the circle. So you're not safe. And then they added a new item called the heat shield, which it's just a throwable and it creates a little dome. You can shoot through it. So it's not like Gibby's shield, but inside the dome, it protects you from storm damage. And if you're inside the storm, you heal and res faster. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. And they added a special survival slot in your inventory. So you don't have to like hold them or hold a respawn beacon anymore. It just goes into a specific slot. So it doesn't take up your backpack space. Oh, that's cool. So that's nice. And then um, it wasn't much of it. But when we were up there, Donald, Kyle, and I played some Castle Crashers. That was fun. Yeah, it was. That was a that was, I forgot how much I liked that game. It's just so easy to kind of like turn off your brain. Yeah, and just, just hit sit buttons. there and spam X, spam your magic, and it's just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just stupid. Donald always got the Donald's princess. Story fun. That's because you guys always gave me the princess. Because <laughs> we were only like 20 levels above you. <laughs> 20? You guys were at least, what, 34, I think, was the lowest, and I was level 1? No, I my king was, I think... I was 36. No, yeah, my king was, like, 32 or somewhere in there. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, 
I think that was about it. I've been playing. Nice. Like a lot of stuff. A few games yeah. in a few weeks. Oh, wait, actually, I won't spoil it because you guys haven't done it, but Donald and I tried the Borderlands 3 uh, something, something, something. Yep. yep. <laughs> What's it. the name of the DLC? I know it's the director's cut. The arms race. Arms race. Yeah, that's it. Nice. And that's it. I won't say anything about it. Okay. Moving on to me. I've been playing, let's just get through the stuff that Gabe kind of mentioned first. Uh, Demon Souls is the latest game I am playing. Um, it's been a bit since I've played a Souls game. I think the last one I played was Bloodborne. And I forgot how mean these games are. It will not hold your hand. It will not give a shit about you if you accidentally hit the wrong button. If a gentleman leaves a message on the ground and tells you to roll, you might die. <laughs> Don't listen to every message. Um, some of them are helpful. Some of them are. Um, the only... Hmm, I don't know even if it's a complaint, because I know it's kind of just like a difference. And I know that Demon Souls was the first of the Souls-like games. I don't think I'm a huge fan of the hub world kind of style that this game uses so you are at a place called the nexus and then from there you get to choose one of five different arch stones basically teleporters to go to different worlds and so it doesn't tell you which one to go to or which one you should try so once you get to uh what is it the second boss in the first area of a tower knight you aren't supposed to fight him yet. You're supposed to go to a different world. But the game doesn't tell you that. I only know that because I looked it up. I was like, should I be trying somewhere else? And people are like, yeah, you want to you wanna go to this place. You, you'll, you'll get help at this place. And I was like, oh, cool. So only this game... Only that thing ten times. <laughs> right? Exactly. Fuck those slimes. But uh, um, just the... I appreciate the fact that it was a go and explore kind of thing. But I very much like how in the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and I'm sure Sekiro as well, how it was more of a linear open world where it kind of pushed you along where to go without necessarily telling you. Instead of having like a hub world where you go and choose world 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3 and stuff like that. Uh, but very much enjoying it. I think out of all the games I have played on the next gen systems this is the next gen game that i have seen it is the prettiest lighting is crazy the character models just fucking all of it is almost unbelievable the only other game that i think is maybe prettier because i find it just like a little more realistic and each time i played it i it actually just felt like i was looking through a window at something else was forza horizon 4 on the series x but what game um, ju just to explain, the Nexus is the place where they kept the old one, and the reason you have to go there is because the, uh, the, uh, like, the spirit of the Nexus or something is trying to guide you through, so you can go through and help human race by killing demons. Yeah, those games are just, uh, very much Japanese anime horror. <laughs> I found out, so, yeah. Um, from there... Uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. Charming. 
that game is just it takes that not even frustration i wouldn't say i was ever felt frustrated with little big planet but little big planet always just had that kind of connotation of create like these are levels that we made to show you things that you can make make stuff and I, as much as I had those ideas, I never wanted to make them. I wanted to play levels people made. I never wanted to make the levels. And so Sackboy's Big Adventure is very much just, here are these levels that we made, this team made, very just like, not randomly made, but very precisely. There's levels that are done to music. So there's an entire level that's done to Uptown Funk, like the full song of Uptown Funk. And it's rhythm by it. it, the notes are done by it, your jumps are timed with certain song elements, and it's just a fucking charming game. Can um, I interject real quick? I yeah. saw a tweet the other day that said, yeah, Uptown Funk may slap, but it would not make it on the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> That's very true. Um, a thing that I love about the game is the textures being able to like you, you you play a sack boy you are a sackling you are a man made out of yarn this little little doll and you can see the strands of yarn and then when you are running across cardboard or paper or something like that you see that you see the wrinkles you see the crumples when you're on fabric you feel like the yarn move through the controller of a vibration as if it's like long grass and stuff like that. And then you start walking on cardboard again and you'll feel like that kind of hollow tap through the controller. And it's, I never thought a game could really show texture before or have you feel texture. And so that is just super charming with it. And it's also kind of every time you die or you kill someone or things, the voice actors are in the game are literally just children. <laughs> So it's kind of fun, like, when you accidentally fall, your sack boy goes, ah! It's like a kid screaming. Or if you do something good, it's a kid laughing and stuff. It's it's just joyous. Uh, Outriders. That was another game I played, or not really played, but experienced. Uh, the demo came out. I don't think I really care about the game, but that's just because of my first impression on how it crashed on me halfway through. And I do not care really to go back to it. But with the rumors of it coming to Game Pass, I might actually jump back in and give it a second chance. Because I like the feel and the tone it goes for. I was just not into the mechanics at first. But I wasn't even able to choose a class. So I know it's going to expand a lot more. Would you wait? <clears throat> so it, let's say it drops on Game Pass in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you wait a few months to go back once they've ironed things out, maybe fleshed it out a bit more, get some feedback, get some other stuff in there? Or do you, are you a first adopter? I think at this point, it would just depend on what game I'm planning on playing. If I had like just finished Very a game fair. and it opened up to where that game came out, I am a person who is like a first adopter. And with, the games as service games, I very much like playing them early because that was the game. That's what they made. And I like to see what they made. And then in a few years, if I ever do touch it again, it's cool to see what it is. Like so with game Destiny. as service, you mean like, okay, Destiny or what Anthem was supposed to be or something yes. like that? Yeah, or 
another thing that I've been wanting to do is uh, jump into Sea of Thieves. Played that game for the month that it first came out, haven't touched it since, it's now been two years. I would love to see how different that game has changed. Go kill some Megalodons. See, that wasn't even in it when I played. No, I, I just hopped in for a few hours and did it with Cody. We nice. found a... Uh, so we went in a two-person ship, and you needed four people fucking doing the instrument to spawn the Megalodon back then. Mm -hmm. So we just sailed around and found these three dudes who... Well, there were four of them, but only three of them had the instrument. So Cody started playing the instrument, and they were like, Hey, guys, join us. Let's do this. So it was a pretty fun experience. Nice. I also played through Control. That was the one game that I actually sat down and tried to play through the other week. And I bought this game the day it came out on Xbox. Didn't play it. Got it when it was on sale with Epic Games when I first built my PC. Didn't play it. Free on PlayStation 5 for PS Plus. Dude, I fucking love that game. That game, I don't know why I couldn't play it before. I honestly, as silly as it sounds, think it was the 60 frames that it is just on PlayStation 5 compared to on the Series X or when I was playing on my PC. And so it just ran smooth, and then the features in the controller just made it that much more immersive and that much more enjoyable to me. I don't know if it's a thing that I will think on with like multi-platform games if i'll get it on xbox or playstation due to the controller features but it might be that might be a conversation i have with myself if something does something cool with it but not sure i still want to play the dlc because that world is just cool and bizarre and upside down And yeah, I I don't know. It's hard to talk about that game without spoiling anything, but it's just... No, I, I'm glad you mentioned that world because I'm pulling up that thing. If I can find it. <laughs> if Found you it. had... So I'm glad you mentioned Control because I heard you were playing through it. So I'm like, I'm going to go through the Foundation, which is the first DLC. Haven't touched it since I beat it. I enjoyed it as well, and I forgot how cool it was that when you're talking to the, the board, it's just a bunch of random noises, mm -hmm. but it gives you subtitles, but the subtitles are not exact subtitles. They're, it'll give you this first part of it, and then a word. And a it, synonym. A, a synonym or something like that. So a friend, friend slash slash colleague slash slash, and then something else. So it's like you don't not exactly sure what they're talking about, but you can kind of just get the opinion of it. But I am a fan of collectibles, especially in that world. I found it was probably one of the first ones that I was not regretting or feeling like oh my god i have to read through this whole thing i actually read through them all and i thought some of them were kind of cool it got dark so i'm gonna read this again it's not a spoiler whatsoever it says dear house of representatives my husband francis read an article before he died about how the universe is really just a computer program he believed it 
I thought it sounded silly. But now, I think he was right. Francis was hit by a car a few months ago, a drunk driver. I don't think it was supposed to happen to him. My neighbor's son, Jeremy, broke one of our windows with a football the week before Francis died. Francis yelled at Jeremy for it. He was a bit harsh. See, this is important because I see Jeremy on his computer through their living room window. He's on it all the time. His mother says his mother says he is a computer whiz. I think Jeremy is operating the computer program and he changed the universe so that the driver would hit Francis. He did it to get back at Francis for yelling at him. Is there a way to change the computer to make Francis come back? I have the money if it's expensive. I don't know how these things work. I don't care if Jim, Jeremy gets in trouble or not. I just want Francis to come home. Francis and I were very happy together. I can feel him not being here, and I know it's not right. Sincerely, Stephanie Miller. So it's just gets heavy at times. I'm like, wow, I'm glad I'm reading all this stuff. And there's some, like, deeply disturbing shit that you can just gloss over. Like, I never even really thought about it. But there is a gentleman you run into who has to stare at a fridge. He has to stare at this fridge. Because if he doesn't, this thing might explode or just destroy the world. I didn't do the side mission, but he has to stare at it. And he someone begs has you to find. To watch it. Yes, someone has to watch it. But since the entire bureau has been in shits and shambles, he's the only person. So he asks you, please find someone, because <laughs> he's just been watching this fridge for the past like days. Those it's... objects are really cool, and I was really excited to to read them because they tell they the miscellaneous intel you get will reference those and it'll sometimes give you ideas on what it does so when you're about to fight it you're like oh i read the dossier on this so okay this is vaguely what i can expect mm -hmm. it's kind of cool yeah and if you had to rate it would you say it was better than quantum break yes okay Yep. What what makes it better as someone who's never played Quantum Break? Um. So I didn't play all the or way through Quantum Break. If Quantum Break got released at the same time as Control, Quantum Break suffered from the weird thing that Xbox tried to do when the Xbox One was first announced. It was trapped in Microsoft's entertainment kind of vision so it was half game half tv show you would play the game up to a certain point make a choice and then you would watch a live action basically 30 minute television episode that would continue the story of the game and then you would continue the game and so on so on um I liked the characters and I liked the story and now knowing that all of Remedy games are connected, like there are talks of a Quantum Break events in Control, uh, I at some point might go back and play it 
seem like with how I want to go back and play Alan Wake now that I know that that's connected to all of this and there's that second DLC that kind of ties it all in. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it kind of suffered from a weird experiment. It's not that it's bad or anything. Yeah, it just it just has baggage. Yep, I had the privilege to play it all through in like one or two uh, days. So I was able to just control sit there or and, quantum uh, break. Haven't touched control yet. <laughs> so quantum break. But since I think that was the time when you were still game sharing with my Xbox, I was able to download your uh live I don't know if it was the live action DLC or some other DLC that made their videos better. But I I enjoyed it. <laughs> just for that reason. Yeah. Speaking of live action DLC that improve improve textures. Kyle and I were trying to play Men of Medan and it installed and there was a DLC. I can't remember what the DLC was called, but it was the same philosophy. And I don't know if we were installed and it was ready to play or we just I don't I, know. I think that's what it was. I think we hit that like seventy-five okay. percent installed, ready to start kind of thing. So we're walking around, and it's like <laughs> they're like on a stick, and it's just like really bad. And then like the facial expressions were just really not great. They look like clay people. Mm -hmm. And then we it finished downloading, and then we closed the game and reopened it and then we see like people actually kind of moving and actually like realistic i'm like ah and some shadow lighting that makes it look fucking real <laughs> yeah that was that was fun going from claymation to actual actors there um oh fortnite been playing a bunch of fortnite too uh they added the alien from alien the xenomorph very happy about that. A lot of fun. They added a uh, new character in last night called Minced Meat, who is just the grossest fucking creature in the world. I will try and pull up a picture for you guys to show you. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Logan. I have been getting up to a fine bit of gaming recently. So I wanted to sum this down to a top three. My favorite and craziest game adventure that I've been getting on right now is I decided to install 119 different mods on my Skyrim playthrough. Say what? I was not very specific about the mods I chose. I was going to say, what kind of mods are we looking at here? We have like different characters. Engine? We have NPCs, a bunch of different locations, weapons, armor, items. Uh... A bunch of overhauls for like graphics because I wanted to see if I could actually make it handle it on the Xbox, which surprisingly did well. Uh, after hitting a certain mark of mods, I had to transfer from Xbox to PC, which took a while to get all the mods back just because it limits you on or doesn't let you change the limit of how many mods you can keep installed on the console. So I upped the space on the computer, got them going, and I started messing around with a Naruto overhaul mod and found out I could get a spell for the Rasengan, and I love it. It it has so many just stupid mods that make your magic 
totally fun. Running around trying to hit a man with a Rasengan will send him flying back like 10 feet and slam into a wall, but it doesn't do a ton of damage, so he will get right back up and start trying to fight you again. Or you could Chidori someone, which just lightning really fast, a lot of damage, but you still get the shit slapped out of you when you do it. You can put someone on a Suki, uh, Sukiyomi so they just freaking drop paralyzed in front of you and can't move for two minutes because they're just like dealing with it. Please you tell me go... you downloaded Macho Dragons. Yes. Oh, I have dragon mods, not that dragon mod. I have rainbow dragons right now, so they come in all different sorts of colors, which I thought was kind of cool, because I've never fought like a red or a pink or a yellow dragon before, but now they're just kind of flying around like rainbows. Um, But yeah, it's really fun having a ton of different just magic weapons and things to find that I have no idea what they do, and then just test them on the innocent NPCs running around the world of Skyrim. Nice. Can the... you kill children yet? No, I don't have any children mod, but you can absolutely ragdoll them with almost all the spells, which is a blast. Nice. Um, second game I've been getting into pretty hard recently was uh, Super Hot Mind Control Delete. I was a very big fan of the original Super Hot game when it came out, but I had one problem. The story was way too short. I thought this concept was golden. If they could make it into some sort of arcade fashion, which is exactly what this DLC did, uh, it would be a like top tier game. And I have not seen how far this game progresses yet, besides that I've gotten onto the third level of levels. It is like a uh, weird system. You beat the initial first level and it's like, hey, thanks for playing our game, game over. And then it's like you keep pressing buttons like, you want more? Oh, okay. Well, here's the arcade mode. Go adventure around all these different levels, find new abilities, mind hacks, and the things you can unlock to continue levels and kill people in new fun ways. And you start getting things like throwing a thing and bouncing it off the wall will make it explode, or getting shot, you'll blast a bunch of shurikens like shrapnel out of you, and fun stuff like that. So put a couple hours into that. It's been a blast. And the final game I wanted to crank out on the Xbox just because I think it's the best looking game I have to see how it looks is I installed Red Dead Redemption 2 and have put a couple hours into that to progress and get around the story. Have you ever played this game before? Yes, I've beat it before on the Xbox One and I wanted to see what the graphics difference would be and it is incredibly beautiful. Awesome game. Very fun. Yeah, that's all I've really been getting up to besides a little... uh, Fortnite with Kyle and some friends every once in a while. I need to get back into Red Dead Redemption 2, but it suffered my open world RPG problem. Not the same as yours, Kyle, where I open up the menu, like there are missable achievements. You have to hit checkpoints for each section. If you miss it, you have to restart the playthrough. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Mm Mm-hmm also want to throw in really quick something red dead redemption 2 did you guys were talking about earlier is like when you visit a game after a while it's been out and they've expanded upon it i decided to jump into and check out red dead redemption 2 online and holy crap they have revamped that from the first time i played it yeah it's better, is it, better? it has a shit it's a ton game. of things to do so <laughs> i think it's a game i played it for 
I think I sat down and played either five or six hours in a row with some old friends I haven't talked to in over a year just because I wanted to hit them up. And I just progressed. I started buying guns. I had gold and upgraded my horse. It was it did not feel like Grand Theft Auto online at all in the sense nice. that if I wanted to get a supercar and grind, it would take me up to maybe a day or two or just dedication for the whole day. This feels like I could put a couple hours into it, feel like I, I've noticed the progress and constantly adapt. Yeah, I think they did a really good job on the online now. Feels very nice. uh, polished versus what it first was. Yeah. So for context real quick, Macho Dragons just makes all the dragons a different wrestler. And they just, their roars are different wrestler just yelling. Oh, okay. I just wanted to, yeah. yeah. It's not that, just like big buff dragons or anything. Yeah. All right. Also, Xbox mod thing for Skyrim is weird, or I think it's exclusively Microsoft's. Like when you try to do mods in game, every time I've modded Skyrim before, it's just been off of Steam, and I got them off of a different website that I had to install them from. I don't like how the mods clash when they try to install them themselves. It creates a lot of problems. Yeah, because it's all on like the Bethesda workshop or something. Yeah, like it makes you have to figure out what is wrong in the load order before they will all run properly. And I think that's just like irritating. Yeah. Nice. Well, moving on from what we've been playing to what we've been watching. Donald, feel free to kick us off. I have been kind of trying to scratch a creative itch because my drawing skills suck, but I'm watching a YouTube channel called Draw Free. Have you, any of you heard of it? I have. I watched a few of their, like, Pokemon and drawings from Memories or something. Yeah. So they, it's a group of artists who use a tablet to draw in Photoshop, but they're usually given challenges. So they'll draw either Pokemon as Gabe mentioned, Pokemon characters from memory. So they'll have to draw the character or Mickey, not Mickey Mouse, uh, Disney characters as Dark Souls bosses or something like that. So it's really kind of cool to see how, and they there's commentary over it. And so there's talking and kind of, I, the, I think the dynamic is kind of cool, but just, I hate when people make things look so easy like that. Because it's like, I could do that. No. Nope. And I know I can't. <laughs> but it's fun to watch them. It's like, okay, and I'm starting to see how creatures, how people, how things are given shapes. As weird as that sentence is, how to make a face, how I can do this. So if I do choose to go back and recreate avatars or make art of any kind, it's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the only thing I've really been watching. Nice. Gabe? Okay. So, do you have the Pacific Rim thing on, on yours? What have you been watching? Um, You can talk about it if you want. You enjoyed it more than me, so I'll let you. Okay. I didn't you hate it. But... You, can, you, can, you can down no. list into the good stuff. Nope. We'll see. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I've been watching, well, I watched actually just yesterday, a YouTube group 
released their own animated show called Alpha Betas. And Logan, have you watched it? I've only seen the um, trailer for it. I've okay, seen yeah. any of the episodes. There's only one out. They have to wait to work on more because I think they said it's like $3 million per episode. Good lord. So, yeah, for YouTubers, it's like, hey, studios, give us some of that money. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was good. And speaking of Red Dead Redemption, one of the games inside, I think it's called Redhead Intervention. <laughs> and it was just a funny little cool take. But other than that, uh, you're call you're all caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll talk a little on that. Uh, last podcast, Logan didn't talk on it because I wasn't caught up. But I have been thoroughly enjoying a lot of the fight scenes recently. And one of the ones is one of the... Okay, so this is the one where there are like spirit, evil spirits and stuff that are given form because of human misery slash whatever they don't like. And one of them is born from, like, people's... I don't know if it's their hate of the Earth or just they want to fix it so much, but this spirit just wants to protect the Earth. And one of her powers is she can shoot little seedlings inside of a person and the more uh, but, uh, but, like uh, i'm gonna call it key i know it's not key but the more energy that the jujutsu, jujutsu kaiser oh no jujutsu energy. users Holy. that's it cursed energy but the more cursed energy that the uh fighters use the stronger her seedlings become and if you get hit by it, like one of the characters does, it will embed itself inside of you and slowly rip you apart from the inside for the more cursed energy you use. So Seems legit. I liked that. Yeah. And that, that was pretty much all I've been watching. Nice. Well, I guess I'll talk about Pacific Rim. Um, that's anime. There's a robot. They fight a monster. It was kind of brutal. That's the only thing I really remember of it is that like this one girl is like mad at her brother because he doesn't want to leave. And so she leaves and she stumbles upon an old uh, Jaeger base. But then it like it starting up causes one of the kaiju to find their hideout and it just kills all of these survivors and yeah. just leaves the brother and sister alone. It's like, oh, this is the first episode. OK. And I haven't watched anything past it. It's kind of... I like the concept of the story. It takes place in Australia instead of over in Shanghai, I think is where the first one mainly took place. And then I forget where the second one took place. I just appreciate um, how it starts in Australia and there's very little actual media that or originates, especially anime that originates in Australia. Yeah, uh, that was the cool thing is that it's like you would you would think a Tokyo city or an Asian city or something like that or Ooh, even United a, yeah or United States you'd think New York San Francisco California maybe something like that so yeah to see Australia that's kind of cool um 
I don't know if I'll continue watching it just because I don't think I cared. Gabe, yeah. you raised a finger. One of the cool things about that was that the Jaeger they found, it didn't even have weapons because it was a training Jaeger. So they were sitting there like, ah, Jaeger, fire weapons, because there was an AI on board. And it played a simulation of them firing all the weapons and killing the Jaeger. And then the AI was like, haha, no thank you. Uh, you. You can't do that. It's a training Jaeger, but good try. Yep. Like, fatal hit. If you had actual weapons. Yep. <laughs> what do you mean actual weapons? This is a training Jaeger. There are no weapons. <laughs> and so. It's interesting. I like the concept. I like that universe. So it might be a thing I re-delve into. But as of right now, I don't foresee myself doing so. Um, Over the past couple weeks, WandaVision has ended. I would love to actually sit down, have an in-depth conversation about that show, because I think it's... Season one or the show itself is completely in over. What WandaVision is, is over. Yeah, yeah, I think it was only supposed to be the one season. Whether or not they do a different Wanda show, the story that WandaVision was telling is over. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so... Very excited next week for Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's going to be this upcoming Friday. Very excited for that. The first reviews have come out saying that it's a lot more what you expect of Marvel. It's a lot more big action, kind of that Winter Soldier political thriller feel. Yeah. And so you can kind of understand why they wanted to release that show first instead of WandaVision with it being the more normal where WandaVision, I mean, the first two episodes are in all black and white, and it's all homage to old sitcoms. So it was very much a test, but I'm happy it worked out for him. Um, but, oh, man, I liked it. I, I would just, I like how they're able to connect threads to all the other Marvel stuff, and when it ends, you can kind of clearly see the four different movies, like, the different characters are going to go to like you watch and you can see like oh, okay wanda's going to appear in doctor strange 2 that'll be the next time i see her you'll see darcy from the thor movies and when she leaves it's like okay the next time i see her is probably going to be thor 4 because that's is that what Kat makes Jennings sense or... yeah yep okay. and so it, it was kind of cool being able to see where these characters are going with the movies and shows that have already been planned in the future knowing where they'll pop up next um, I watched Tenant, finally. Very much enjoyed it. I don't think it's a good movie in any way, and I have come to the belief that Michael Bay is to explosions as Christopher Nolan is to practical effects, where he just does it for the sake of it being cool, but that it doesn't necessarily add anything to the story. Um, however, I liked all the set pieces. I thought the entire rewind time, but or inverted time, not rewound, uh, was cool. When you zoom out of the story, I don't think the movie itself is super great or fantastic or anything, but the layers upon layers that it makes you think about at the end is really cool. From there, watched uh, Final Space. I think I'm almost done with the first season. This was a TBS cartoon that I think was made by the guys who ended up doing Star Trek Lower Decks. And it's very much just Star Trek without it being the Star Trek name. 
It's kind of like they wanted to do a Star Trek cartoon, but didn't have a license, so they made their own. Um, really funny, Adult Swim kind of humor, and I think they actually picked up the third and final season of the show, which is supposed to start near the end of this month. Uh, I had to use a VPN to watch it, because it's only on Canadian Netflix right now, unless you want to pay for it. So, I'm watching it that way. I also got around to watching Spongebob, Sponge on a Run, on Paramount Plus, the new Spongebob movie. It's the one with the very fantastic art style that Donald hates, where everything is kind of, like, hyper-realistic, but also exaggerated. Okay, so... I was going to ask about that, but I'm like, no, I'm not, because I think it is the one I'm talking about. But now that you brought it up, I fucking hate that art style. <laughs> How was, because this is the one with uh, Keanu Reeves, right? Yes. How did the art style work? Is it worked. And so I don't really know what kind of answer I'm looking for, so it's kind of no, hard yeah. for me to actually it, ask the question. But It worked as much as Into the Spider-Verse worked or The Amazing World of Gumball works by working yeah. in a way that it shouldn't work. Like, in no way should any of this blend together, but with how abstract everything is, it just fits and it makes sense. Um, they do a lot of, of course, different like Jimmy Neutron works. <laughs> they do a bunch of funny gags and stuff, and there's there's one scene from The Exorcist that has always horrified me, and it's when the little girl runs down the stairs upside down like spider run. Spider yeah. walk yep. yep, when she spider walks down the stairs. And there is a scene where Squidward is in a suit of armor <laughs> and he kinda does that. <laughs> fucking lost my shit um but no it was it was kind of cool it was refreshing as weird as it sounded growing up and watching spongebob it was always kind of just like a cartoon that was on never really a thing i would say i enjoyed but this movie was very much like a i like spongebob this is actually really good did you watch the first spongebob movie yes how does this and... hold up to that I like this one more. There's a lot less of the musical aspect of it, and they completely change King Neptune's character. He is, again, the main antagonist, I guess, of this film, but instead of him being, like, a crotchety old man, like in the first Spongebob movie, in this one, he's, like, a young king who wants snails for their slime to keep his skin smooth. And so he steals Gary, and that's what starts up the conflict. Okay. But, uh, no, just very much enjoyed it, and I didn't think I would, so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and then yesterday, I watched, I had a double feature with a friend, Zach. We did 1917, and then we followed it up with Due Date, the 2010 Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Zach Galifianakis movie. 1917, awesome beautiful heartbreaking emotional the fact that it's all portrayed in one take makes it so much more immersive than any other movie i think i've ever watched being able to watch these guys start their journey in a morning and know that it ends the next morning and you watch that time go by is really cool and then due date i forgot how uh 
funny that movie was. And with it coming out three years after the first Iron Man, seeing Robert Downey Jr. just kind of let loose and be in a douchebag. But I mean, like a mean-hearted douchebag, not like the Tony Stark douchebag. Like he spits on a dog <laughs> in this movie. And then there's another scene where Jamie Foxx makes coffee out of Zach, Zach Galifianakis' dad's ashes because Zach keeps his dad's ashes in a Folgers coffee tin because he thinks it's vacuum sealed. <laughs> um, and so there's just like a lot of Rachi jokes and stuff like that in there. But yeah, it was a nice comic relief film to watch. Logan. What have you Only been up to? Only only show I've been caught up on lately. Up to where Gabe got, so. Sorry, I should have left about. it for you. Now you're good. You talked about the only important part. I was going to ask if you didn't bring it up, what you thought about uh, that fight scene. I enjoyed Specifically, it. Specifically, that curse is one of my favorites just because, well, you really don't feel like the characters have it in their hands up until uh, East Dory and the other dude show up. Toto? Yeah. He had... Yeah. He, when he revealed how simple but awesome his power was, he just kind of became my favorite character. Yeah, just fucking snapping and... No, clapping and switching places. Oh, yeah, and adopting Itadori as his best brother. brother. So good. <laughs> just put inside his own, own head middle school memories and high school memories. In the middle of the fight, he has the audacity to have, like, an inner monologue where he says his fucking IQ is 430,000. It's just, this guy is, he's being super comedic on accident, but everything he says is, like, totally what he believes, and it just makes the character that much better. Yeah, he's like a big muscle head. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. He will initiate a fight with a character simply if they answer the first question he asks the same time wrong, which is, what is your preference of women? Or, I think to one of the characters, he says men is fine too, but, like, first character, uh, I can't pronounce his name, Foshi, Gabe probably could, he's a, a taller, lengthy, black-haired individual, and he says he uh, doesn't have any particular preference in women, uh, women besides that they have unshakable character, and he just initiates a full beatdown on this dude, beats his ass into the ground, and then the main character, Itadori, shows up and is like, I like a woman who's tall with a big ass. And he's just like, <laughs> it literally That's goes into a flashback cutscene that didn't happen in his mind of them at middle school and him just like scrapbook style, him becoming his best friend in his mind. And then he's crying and like totally confuses the main character. But the use of um, just kind of... I don't know how to describe it. Events that didn't happen that he constantly thinks is like reality is just good. They never make you think that that's not what he believes. They haven't broke that once, and it just makes his character my favorite. It's so does really kid, does he just come up with these false narratives? He just implants his head and he honestly believes it, or yes. I, I believe so, because the second Itadori tells him his preference is woman it is a tall woman with a big ass, it cuts to, like, slice-of-lifestyle anime, dramatic cutscene of them having, like, golden hour, afternoon lighting, face-to-face uh, -face 
dramatic uh, interaction of them yeah, becoming in, best in friends. Middle school. Like that. Yeah. So <laughs> it is literally him just implanting a false memory in his head. It's, uh, it's amazing. I'm a fan and, of that. And in the same because Toto, the muscle head, has a huge crush on an owl. Uh, he what? implants her into the uh, okay. The muscle head guy who implants the memory, or gives himself memories, has a huge crush on one of the idols in that universe. And gotcha. he puts her in the memory, and he's like, Itadori, I'm gonna ask her out. I'm gonna do it. And then I'm pretty sure, like, the next he asks about Shira Jackson, and then it's just him, Toto, crying, and Itadori's sitting there cheering him up. And it was like, damn. He, he's, really, he's really off the deep end. He's committing to this 100%. Yep. Nice. Well, what about books? We've been reading things. Reading Jujutsu Kaisen because I got bored Fuck of out of here. God damn it, nerd. <laughs> Donald. <I> got... <laughs> yeah. Speaking of this. nerds. Yes. Tell me about them, Jocks. Season's starting up, and so naturally I have to take a test. To say I have to get a 90% on it to be able to do playoffs. And so we got our rule books, which. Piece of shit. Fun fact there's only 10 rules in the baseball rule book. But it's a lawyer document. Nice. And you, there's very, very nitpicky words in the fucking rules test that. Everyone hates. Everyone hates it. Because it's like, do you know anything about baseball? Or va vaguely baseball? Or less? Oh, I know Babe Ruth. Cool. So the batter gets into a box. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite rules test questions that shows up once every three years is what box is the batter runner legally allowed to occupy? The left, the right, both, or neither? Well, my happy ass, first time I saw this question, I'm like, well, he can do either or. You're right-handed, left-handed. No, he's allowed neither. Why? Is it because they don't stand in the box? You do stand in the box. Oh, okay, then I have no fucking idea. Gabe? Go ahead. I don't care anymore. No, 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 no. I'm, nope, I'm curious. I don't, I don't care nope, I don't no, give a you, you agreed with me, so you're giving me your reason. Okay, re-say the question. I was focusing on Kyle's answer. Which box is the batter runner legally allowed to occupy? The left, the right, both, or neither? Allowed to occupy? And we're talking about the box that the batter goes into before he hits? Or as he's hitting? Yes. Yes? Yes, yes. He to told both, you the question. As he's hitting. Oh, no. okay. Yes, to but well, if he knew more about baseball, I'd, I'd end it there. But since he's not as, yes. So the batter's in there. He's in this box. I'd say yeah. imaginary, but it's actually chalked out until we decide to kick it out because the coach wants to bitch at our zones anyway. Okay. So the answer is neither because there's the hyphenated runner. And the moment you have the hyphenated runner, you are no longer entitled to any either of the boxes, which is horseshit. So this year, some bigwigs up top decided that they hated the association. 
So they're like, we're just going to take the test over. And so actual umpires wrote the test this year. And I got to make five of the questions. Missed two of those questions that I made. But they added a new rule in the designated hitter that no one likes. And it's a solid two pages. And this is the size of the font. You can't read that, but it's probably like eight, ten font. Okay. And it's two pages. Just this one specific rule is two pages. It contradicts itself three times, and no one likes it. So I'm just not going to enforce it. So this is what I've been reading is this rule book because I need to pass this test. Okay. That's all I've been reading. Nice. Gabe? Okay, so more light novels. Naturally. Naturally. The first one I'm going to talk about is called Divinity Against the Godly System. So he spent like three or four years in this game called Divinity. He got into one of the top three clans and he was like a vice leader of a squad. They were raiding a dragon that they didn't realize was too high of a level. So it got down to just our main character, Ryder, and his like friend, Max. And his friend, Max, betrayed him. And then when Ryder died in the game, the AI that's running Divinity said, we can't log you out of the game because your body's dead in real life. So he gets... Not reincarnated, but he gets put in an NPC's body, and he cannot say anything he thinks, but he sees it all. It's all just preordained lines, like, Ah, oh, yes, player, go find my stick, and I will reward you. He says that so many times a day, so he almost goes crazy. But then a different system comes and helps him out of that, and gives him like an actual identity. So he's not a player, but he's not an NPC. He's just in the game. He's like a bot. Kinda. But, uh... He goes around and finds a... item in the game called a Bracelet of Immortality. And the first fragment he finds is called the Power of Time. And this bracelet follows him throughout... Like, he can log out into his real body, and he still has the bracelet. So even so, when he logs out, is his body still? Is his body really dead, or is this a spoiler? No, this second system kind of rewinded time to where before the game came out, so like three years before, and that's why the the power of time he can rewind time up to like ten seconds since he's such a low level. And it's just interesting because he's like a super powered human in real life. And yeah. And the second one was called like unlimited power something something. I'll look it up. I'm I'm not going to look it up. Okay. So this main character is flying on a plane. And the plane suddenly gets hit down by a dragon. And this is a world where there were no monsters beforehand. They just popped up out of nowhere. So 
while in the plane, he got like this UI something. And since he got hurt so much, he leveled up like the pain resistance skill and the endurance skill. So he was able to survive the fall from the plane into the water, except all of his bones and everything was broken. So he had to go through and re, like, what, how do you call that? Realign his body, readjust, whatever, fix Reset himself. All the bones. There you go. Because his natural regeneration got boosted to where he would survive, but his body couldn't heal while his bones were misplaced. So he did that eventually, and then he was stuck on that island for like three or four years before he got back to the mainland, and all of his family was gone, and the world was just sent into like a medieval time of there are only a few outposts where survivors try to fend off against monsters and that was cool and you say it. that did you say that story started in modern civilization like yep. now times okay. okay nice that's an interesting story yep and then it just got monster spawned and he got he got hit down by a dragon oh i guess so at first the dragons were the first monsters and they went around destroying all like the important monuments and stuff of the world and then the dragons just disappeared. So no one knows what happened to them, or if they were sent there for a reason. I mean, I do, because I finished the book, but yeah. That was actually the first light novel that has an ending that I have God read. <laughs> hey, um, I've been reading... I've been looking at more picture books. Um, I... Let's see, it's been a few weeks since I've read them, but I read both the entirety of the House of M and the first volume of Invincible on the first day, or just in one day. Um, House of M, 280 pages. Really fucking cool. I wanted to read the comic that WandaVision was mainly based off of, or loosely taken reference from. And in that, since it's all of Marvel, and since X-Men are a part of it, unlike the MCU... The story is that Wanda just is losing it. She is getting to a point in time to where she killed Hawkeye, uh, Hank Pym, and someone else, I forget the other Avenger, and she is just unstable. She is just not able to control her powers. And so the X-Men have a meeting with the Avengers, and they discuss what to do with Miss Wanda Maximoff whether or not she should stay alive, whether or not she should be imprisoned or brought somewhere solitude or what. Well, Quicksilver finds out and tries to stop everything in the middle of the night. What this does is Wanda changes the world completely. The entire world changes to what mutants and superheroes would have wanted. Mutants are now the main uh, populace on the planet. And humans are like how in those movies we would call them mutants. They call us sapiens. We are the sapiens and stuff like that. And so that's the derogatory term for homo sapiens. Um, and it's really fucking cool because the one character 
who wakes up knowing that something is just off and wrong is Wolverine. And he has to just fucking figure out why nobody else that he was with to stop Wanda before all this happened. Why no one's there to remember anything or stuff like that. Um, and like one of the coolest scenes in that comic, I think, is when he runs into Peter Parker when he tries to save Spider-Man. Because Peter Parker, white male, but in this new universe is kind of like, I think he's either Hispanic or African-American, shaved head. And he is married to Gwen Stacy, has a kid, and Uncle Ben is still alive. And they're all hanging out. And then when Logan unfreezes him, he fucking just has a, he breaks down because he sees Gwen Stacy alive. And he remembers snapping her neck trying to save her. He sees Uncle Ben alive and he's like, no, I saw you get shot. And just has a panic attack and freaks out. And it's just... It's kind of cool seeing that lighthearted character have to deal with such hard demons. Um, but it ends cool, uh, very random, not not random. Um, so in WandaVision, there is a line where the entire event that's happening, the hex that Wanda has made is causing radiation. And one of the characters in that show ends up getting superpowers because of this radiation. Now, with Marvel getting the X-Men back from Fox, I think they are going to do the opposite of what happens in the comic book. At the end of the comic, Wanda understands that she can't be happy and this fake world she made can't exist. And she snaps her fingers and changes everything back to normal but wipes out 90% of mutant genes. So not 90% of mutants are gone, but they no longer have a mutant gene or are just human. Like Mystique is now just human. Can't change or anything like that. Iceman, just a boy. Not can't turn to ice or anything. And so I think with WandaVision, that hex or whatever that she made is going to be the start of the Inhumans and the mutants and stuff like that. We're going to see Thanos just punching through, uh, it was Captain Falcon, no, it wasn't, yeah. Drax. Yes. No, no, it was Civil War Two, where it just, like, punches through, oh. I think it's War, no, it's not War Machine, it's Captain Falcon, because mm -hmm. Captain Falcon and Carol Danvers were in a relationship. The yep. only scene I remember from that comic, um... I've never actually read. And then Invincible. I wanted to read that just because Amazon is coming out with its animated series here pretty soon. And so I was kind of interested in it. Uh, it's about... It's kind of like Superman meets Sky High. Where there is a alien race that is uh, superhuman, super powerful. They have abilities that us don't have and things like that. And they are more advanced race. And so their self-mission was to go to different planets that were undeveloped and make the decision of, can we help them get to a developed, peaceful civilization? Or are they too young to have our help? Or are they on a path to where they're just going to cause self-destruction? Uh, so it follows one of those aliens or whatever, goes to Earth, basically becomes the Superman. And this comic book follows... That's the dad, the mom, and it follows the son. 
who chooses the name Invincible. He doesn't get his powers until he's like 18. He's in high school or whatever. And so that's where the comic kind of picks up is him first finding his powers and getting his powers. And then him joining basically this universe's Teen Titans. And uh, the first volume is, it's kind of brutal. Um, The villain of it is like, so you find out that a bunch of like high school students are getting kidnapped and there's a bunch of bombings happening throughout the town. And so you find out that the person kidnapping the people are turning them into human bombs. So it's a chemical reaction that causes them to explode. And then you find out that this person is actually a high school teacher who is upset because of bullies who caused their son to commit suicide or something like that. And so it's just, I don't know, it's it hits some like deep places that I didn't think a comic drawn as it is would hit. But it's made by Robert Kirkman, the guy who did A Walking Dead, so... Can't really expect anything else. Um, that's all I've been reading. Next week, though, I'll have an update on Star Wars The High Republic Episode 3 just came out. Or Issue 3 just came out. So I'm excited right. about that. Logan, tell me about your anime that you've been reading. One I've been reading, well, really quick, I wanted to add on to Invincible. I'm really excited to start watching that show because... In The Walking Dead, they got Steven Yoon to play my favorite character in that universe, Glenn. Mm-hmm. He, I believe, voices the son you were talking about in Particular that show. Particular Invincible. Oh, yeah. Um, but I decided to start reading that exact same show we were talking about earlier, Jujutsu Kaitsen, as well as uh, unlocking the rest of Shonen Jump Weekly on my phone, just because I wanted something new to start reading and getting into. So I read up to the point that I am caught up on in the show and then read to the first uh crap, I can't really say it. it's the first point I think the series starts getting dark. They decide to uh affect the main character. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it specifically because Gabe watches, but they do something to a character specifically that causes another character to snap and make some choices that I don't think a, a show like this usually would make just because the fans are going to have a reaction that it's going to be a very negative reaction as in the sense where in like the walking dead, they teased you by, by killing off Abraham and then also killing Glenn where you're going to think that some characters are going to get out. Okay. And then they just don't. Got it. I'm not going to say specifically though, just cause I, I can't spoil for Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Other than that, I started reading... Yeah, I can't spoil that for Gabe. It's too important. I started reading another manga called uh, Chainsaw Man, which I know is going to be getting an anime adaptation. And it is just about a dude who can transform into a chainsaw man. He gets two chainsaws on on his arms and one that comes out of his head, and he, like, bites monsters. I don't really know how to explain the show besides that. It is just... Very okay. interesting. It has a great uh great art style. It's compelling in the sense it makes me think a lot more of like the One Punch Man universe where they mix comedy with that action to accelerate the characters. But um yeah, I'm very excited to see this one get a an anime adaptation just because the character is very unique and I think it's gonna draw a large audience. Nice. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, actually I am going to talk about one more thing. I started reading this book because it reminded me of when you talked about that Nick Cage show about swearing. 
It's called How to Swear, an illustrated guide. Pretty thick, and it it covers uh a lot of different cuss words. If I can find the glossary, uh, is Chloe sitting right there? I'll say it's a little quieter. It you can covers, show us. Uh, fuck shit, piss bollocks, ass dick, cunt, polite swears, hand gestures, and appendices. If you want to ever hit somebody with some insults like that. But nice. it's 180 pages long, and it's just different, Comedy. unique, funny ways. If you wanted to cuss somebody out or adapt your swearing style, you can. Have you read Bollocks yet? Because I'm pretty sure that's just a bull's nuts in uh, a different word. I have not read that yet. Oh. Well, when you do, just think of a giant bull with some giant pairs of nuts. I've eaten them. Yeah. It's speaking uh, of eating, Donald. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Continue, Logan. Oh no, you're good. I was just gonna say it is a, uh, it's literal in the sense that it is how to swear and what to do, but it is also very interesting because pages will just come with like, uh, different descriptions of how maybe that word came about or maybe a unique way to use the word. I'll try to find some of them. Kind of like Gabe was talking about bollocks. This is the origin from it. Or a unique way to say it if you've never said bollocks before. Yeah, just interesting. A lot of those cuss words you don't really see or hear going around too much. Nice. Yeah. Before we move on, I'm sorry. But Logan, that Chainsaw Man reminds me of an anime called Is This a Zombie? Where one of the characters transforms into a chainsaw for the other Mm -hmm. character to use. Oh, kind of like Soul Eater style, where one's the weapon, one's Kinda, the user? Yeah. yeah. You mean like Megatron? Fuck off. <laughs> Donald, what have you been eating? Let's get the show on the so, road, wrap it up. We're over past two hours. I'm going to start off with, uh, you guys were here, and I had offered to make Mexican lasagna. You did, and we didn't do it. You didn't do it. I didn't want the ricotta cheese to go to waste, so I went ahead and made it. A lot of Mexican lasagna. Not it's not bad. I so what it is is it's basically tomato sauce, ground beef, ricotta cheese because all lasagna to me you can't have lasagna without ricotta cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then cheese naturally, but instead of pasta, use corn tortillas. If I were to do this again, I would absolutely use more corn tortillas so there's more texture to it. But I feel like it's just <laughs> a casserole right now. But it's not bad. Nice. I would try it again, 100%. Might do something a little different. Might do less less sauce so it's just more, it's a little bit thicker, a little bit more bite, a little bit more texture. Mm-hmm. Last kind of interesting thing uh, is gonna have some fighting words apparently with the man right below me here. And uh, oh, see, was, what's uh, really funny is uh, on OBS you're looking at me. <laughs> He's looking at me right now. You're gonna want to look yeah. at the upper corner. Look at me in Discord, and you'll see oh, Gabe. like this. Yep, yep. Now you're looking at Gabe in the recording. Hey, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything bad about it. Those were I, so good. I know. You said I, they were okay. They were palatable. You said they were palatable. 
in the sense that I thought they would have tasted like deep fried shit, like a fair deep fried corn dog. It was so good because it looked like Donald was yelling at you and you're just facing the other way. I'm sorry. I did enjoy them. I had, I, I, the I had a lot. Me, you did, mostly because I forced you to eat multiple. That's not true. So, uh, so they they came in two things. They were deep fried, obviously, but there was chocolate, deep fried chocolate, and deep fried vanilla Oreos. I enjoyed the vanilla more. Fair. And they drizzled it in chocolate sauce, syrup, and whip like cream. whip, cool whip, yeah, cool whip. And so it was kind of as good. It was really, really moist. Next time I come, when you guys come up, we're going. Yeah, okay. I will, when I, whenever I come over, I will bring them. What I didn't Sounds like good. about them was we waited until after our burgers to eat them. So they Fair. were all just soggy. Hmm. They weren't that soggy. That's they how they were, naturally though. are. No, they were. The whipped cream was half melted. They were Fair. soggy as fuck. <sighs> okay. The dough was breaking apart anytime we tried to stab it. It was delicious. I mean, I... I put that all week. Okay, yeah, no. I, I did enjoy them. Okay. I'm sorry for using the word palatable, but it was in the sense <laughs> that I expected a fucking fair corn dog when I first heard the words deep, deep fried, fried Oreo. And I was like, okay. But no, I enjoyed them a lot more than I thought I would. Nice. That's kind of the two major things I've been eating lately. Awesome. Gabe? Hey, now that I can talk about foods, uh, while I was up there, Donald and I, the second night, the night after disc golfing, or no, the night we went disc golfing, after disc golfing, we went and got a Hawaiian, we went to a Hawaiian cafe called Local Boys. And there I got a big plate of what they call shoyu chicken, which it looks pretty much just like pulled chicken, like pulled pork. And it tasted great. It tasted great. But Donald got like this test platter of all their different things. I loved the sauce they had on their ribs. But they were... They were interesting. They were interesting. I liked his yeah. little... They weren't as tender as I would have liked. So it was like biting into not an apple. It wasn't that hard, but it, it was work. It was work. Mm. I did enjoy those pork strips, though. Those were great. I got the platter so he could try something other than just the chicken, which is what I had recommended because I feel like that's it's great. No matter your palate. Yeah. yeah. But I also that night we went and got some boba. And my only boba experience before this was Casey got me what I would say the worst flavor you can get. It was a matcha flavor, which is just like roasted green tea. And I enjoy some matcha flavored things, but this boba with the tapioca boba balls was so bitter and I, I, I couldn't finish it. But when I went up there, I got like a fruit tea or something. Like a mango, mango fruity, yeah, and I enjoyed it. Donald's though, he got uh, what uh, a Thai Thai milk tea. Th That's usually my Thai go to. Thai milk tea, pretty vanilla. 
Which nice. for you, Kyle, I would. It tastes pretty much like a chai. Oh, take it. Yeah, and it it was pretty good. But other than that, this past time, the last time I went out, I got this. Well, I was just walking through Fred Meyer's getting some candy for us, and I saw this bag of Jolly Rancher Misfits, which was just two flavors of Jolly Rancher put together. I think it was blue raspberry and watermelon. Oh, apple watermelon. It was absolutely not the best. Was it Wasn't apple it? watermelon? It was I lemon think it was cherry. And that was lemon strawberry. Lemon strawberry, and that was the weakest. Yeah, no, that was the worst. Yeah, I think it was blue raspberry and cherry, and then apple watermelon. Yeah. I loved the apple watermelon. Oh, they were so good, besides the strawberry lemon. And yeah, I, it, I'm gonna throw it up there. I yeah, find no. I found them better than these. Yeah, no, oh, it was, that's it was awesome. Some, okay, that's okay. a big argument. They, this has been on my desk. Candy? No, they are softer than these. Oh, you might have sold me they're, immediately. They're less oily, but softer. Okay. Yep. You sold me. I will report back next week. All right. Yeah. It's just like a yellow bag, Jolly Rancher Misfits. Yeah, it's bright. Yeah, no, it was bright. Uh, Fred Meyer? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that okay, all you've been, really been eating? Yep. Awesome. Yep. Well, kicking around with the Jolly Rancher theme, uh, when Gabe was coming up, I went to Winco and started looking around for snacks and different things to try, and I found some fruit by the foot. That was Jolly Rancher flavored. Yeah. Um, only two flavors, apple or watermelon. The apple was really good. The watermelon was kind of bleh. Uh, yeah. Big fan of the apple, though. Yeah. Um, also had some Warhead Smash-Ups. And these were pretty good, actually. I'm a big fan of them. I think I have a few left. It's two different flavors smashed into one Warhead. And so I have one right here that's Cherry Lime. And there was another one. That was a uh, strawberry grape. That's the weirder of all the flavors, but they're pretty good. I don't know if it has a fizzy center, kind of like a Zot, but when I suck on it long enough, it kind of feels like there's a fizzy center. And then the last thing I got was uh, going to the gym again. I wanted to get up or get pick up pre-workout because the pre-workout I had before all the gyms closed and stuff had gotten moisture in it and started to clump and so i just wanted to get a new one um it had been a while since i had taken like caffeine for a pre-workout or anything so i just went and got like a normal one from gnc and it was a blue raspberry jolly rancher flavor like official jolly rancher brand and i don't i don't not like it but it's not my preferred it kind of has just not a chemical flavor, but kind of like a pre-workout flavor that a lot of other pre-workouts have. So it has like that blue raspberry flavor, but it doesn't make me think a Jolly Rancher at all. But it's not bad. Um, yeah, that's it. I had some sushi with Gabe. He already talked about the squid balls. Those are really good. But yeah. We also got these... I oh, think it was just what? salmon rolls, and they were spicy. Those were good. Uh, we also went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and when we were there looking at flavors, 
they had a seasonal flavor. And I was... Was I drunk? I remember that. Yes. Drunk. You yes. were both. You it, were drunk yes. and high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I yeah, was driving I was, around the whole day. I was very cross-faded that day. I forgot about that. Um, I got a 10-piece of truffalo wings, which, upon doing some research afterwards, is just normal buffalo with some truffle sauce added. Okay. And really good. I don't know what truffles taste like, so I can't tell you what the flavor was. And at the time, I was inebriated, so I can't report back. But they were good. Logan, send us I home. Like buffalo. That's buffalo fair. Wings. I've got three new things on my palate I'd like to talk about. And if I do it fast enough, maybe a fourth bonus. Um, Start off with a new drink mix I got. I'm a huge fan of this. It's Gamer Sup's Misfit Melon, the new flavor. Got it in the limited edition casing that it comes with for the first, like, couple weeks. Um, Best flavor I've had by the company so far. Other than that, I've tried their strawberry, which I thought was okay. And their watermelon ice, which I thought was awful. Um, It didn't taste like watermelon. It just tasted cold, even if it was, like, room temperature water. It would make oh, it taste like cold water. Which I did not enjoy that. But this one is just, like a like, a... Honeydew melon, I think is what it is. It tastes okay. like. So very just nice. Crisp also got melon. some Yeah, got some weird Japanese like gummy candies from the Asian Mart that taste the same way. Oh um, nice. besides that, I also got strawberry melatonin bedtime pills to take because I have sleeping troubles. And are they, they are. They That's horrible they aren't that bad because they just dissolve like instantly after breaking them in your mouth. Okay. Um, But they're five milligrams a piece. And I had the issue with the last melatonin thing I taken, which simply wasn't enough. It was three milligrams per blackberry gummy. And I would take four or five a night and still not like fall asleep within the half an hour. So this one, I just take uh, crush up two when I'm brushing my teeth, eat them before going to bed and two, five minutes laying there. I'm out like it a lot more nice and let me check really quick on the dock to make sure this is the final thing i wanted to talk about uh oh yeah big black that's not it tosu spicy ramen um right so it's game it's game that added it somebody had to he had a penis, he had a penis to mine and i'm like i see this I highlight it, highlight it green. <laughs> like, I'll leave it there. He deletes it and decides to go down a few lines. Oh, I yeah. sat there. <laughs> if you go back and watch this, maybe about 20 minutes ago, I look down at my iPad and I scroll and I'm like... <laughs> and I send a text to Donald because I thought it was Donald. <laughs> That's very much a Donald thing to do. Oh, yeah. But I'm I ended up subtle with my edits, but go ahead. I went to a new uh, sushi ramen joint by the name of Tosu, and it was phenomenal. Their pricing is ridiculously cheap just because I think it's like a lo local uh, Asian ramen shop, so they probably just do it all there in the shop, get it in directly from wherever they want to buy it. Uh, rolls were ridiculously cheap, so we got a base set of just some weird salmon rolls they had on a featured ad, and then two massive bowls of their... Uh, ramen and it came in a just broth non-spicy whatever flavor uh medium temperature and then they just had red 
it just said red. So I, I got the red. I think miso soup. I think so, yeah. But it was... Was it tofu? Don't know. Sorry. It was that. like chicken, okay. corn, bean sprouts. I don't think there was tofu in there. But um, it was one of the hottest ramens I've ever had with an Hottest temperature or hottest spicy? Spice. It had an incredible flavor. It was very rich. Everything tasted like... I. Every flavor profile could be identified separately and well together. It just one of the best ramen bowls I got. Uh, I believe the one my mom got was fourteen dollars, just because she got uh, extra bean sprouts. Mine was thirteen. For the price I spent, I think that was one of the best ramen bowls I've ever had, and I would definitely go back. It was. What's it called? Tosu ramen and sushi. Nice. Was yeah. that the end of your eating segment? Unless I want to talk about the bonus from uh, the actual results of my Winco and local Asian Mart expedition where we tried to make stir-fry. No, this, this is the worst recipe turnout I've ever had. We had to substitute some things, and I don't know why my mom decided to cook it in like a cast iron pot instead of a wok, which was like crucial to the mixing of the things in this recipe. So it turned it out awful we both took a bite and dumped out like a whole pan's worth so it really sucked we ended nice. up adding ground shrimp and after we added that ingredient we don't know what happened but the smell of the entire house was disgusting the whole flavor profile of it just disgusting ruined the whole thing but it called for it in the recipe so we have no idea what went wrong pretty sure it was just because it wasn't moving around the walk like it should have been okay now before we end kyle I forgot about a place. I was hanging out with Kyle at his work. I was like, hey, what should we eat? Mm. And just a, a walking walking distance away is a Thai food place called Noodle House. House of Noodle. House of Noodle. Fucking forgot it again. Is that on Queen and like 25th Avenue? I think? No. Kind of near Meg- Mega Mart? Re- or no, Superfoods, where that used to be? That's simply ramen. Okay. Um, this place is right across the street from Staples. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but I I don't remember exactly what I got you, but I got this uh, soup with noodles, and it had meatballs and some slices of the steak. Those were the best meatballs I've ever had. They were nice, and they weren't so much tender as they were just so full and juicy. As soon as you bit into them, there was like a little pushback, and then just juice would fly up. It was delicious. And they were so good. And then I had like a hearty broth, and Kyle just had like a coconut broth. Yeah, like a coconut chicken curry kind of thing. It was delicious. What was that ball size for reference? They weren't huge, probably like... Like like about cream puff size. size. <laughs> about cream puff size, yeah. Welcome yeah. full circle. Speaking of full circle, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Midnight Salad. We have graciously been blessed with your presence or ears. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling. I'm going off of 36 hours of no sleep. If you want to follow any more of my shenanigans, you can follow me on Twitter at Wabawoop. Donald, where can people follow you? You can find me at twitch.tv slash Mojave Redneck. Awesome. Gabriel? Uh, Twitter at Mount Juan Hockaloogie. 
M-N-T-W-A-N-A-H-O-K-A-L-U-G-I. Awesome. And Logan, where can people follow you? Follow me at Twitter, uh, at LoganWilt7. No underscores awesome. this time? No, not, not unless you go to my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been it, guys. Thank you, everyone, again. We have been your chefs. And remember, vegetables make the world go round. Bye-bye. Have a rest of your night. Until next time. Bye-bye. Chris Freeze, you're the best. <laughs> he is the best you